Rest. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for every blessing we enjoy in life, every good gift, every per- perfect gift. We know it has come from you. Give you all the glory, all the credit, all the praise for it. We're all here before you this morning to, to hear what you would say to us and to see what you would show us and to do what you would tell us. And so we believe together for utterance, for anointing, for the exact message and ministry for right now. Give everybody ears to hear and eyes that see and a heart that understands. Let there come to us, Lord, a supply of the Spirit, the anointing that teaches, answers to questions, direction and solutions, help for right now. And we purpose what you tell us. We'll not just be forgetful hearers. We won't be rebellious, but we will be doers of the Word. And as we do, we know we'll be blessed. Thank you for it. Performing the Word in our lives in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Everybody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer doer of the Word of God. God. Glory to God. You can be seated. If you would turn to Ephesians this morning, Ephesians 4. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, would you hold up your hand, let our ushers get one of ours to you, Uh, use one of ours this morning. Turn to the Scripture, let your eyes rest on them, show respect to the Lord, show respect to His Word. Remind yourself when you're reading this that this is not what Brother Keith is saying, this is what God said. Let it get in you. Build your life upon it. Now for visitors, let me just remind you, uh, we don't get out at 12. Twelve is not our getting out time. It'd be closer to twelve thirty, but that's not said either. So uh, just relax, enjoy yourself. You got a nice, comfortable chair to sit in. We're climate controlled in here. Isn't that nice? Huh? Just enjoy yourself in the presence of the Lord. Isn't it good to be saved? Know that you're saved. And if you don't know that, you're in the right place to get it fixed this morning. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. And verse 7. It said, uh, well, verse 8. When Jesus ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. And gave gifts to men. Verse 11. He gave some apostles. And some prophets. And some evangelists. And some pastors and teachers. What are these uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers? What are they? They're gifts to men. From who? From the Lord. Our ministers are gifts to us. From the Lord. Why did he give them to us? Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. Do the saints need to be perfected? Oh dear me. (laughs) Would you have to ask? (laughs) What about people that don't believe in going to church? 
they need more perfecting than, than other folks. <laughs> you know, well, I, I just, just me and God, just me and Jesus, just me and my Bible, and I like just getting along with the Lord. And I, I, I'd rather fellowship with the Lord out in the woods or, or in my backyard or in my bedroom. You can do that all you want to. What's that got to do with you going to church? You can do that all Sunday afternoon. You can do it all Saturday night. Right? No, it's an excuse to be spiritually lazy and rebellious and not grow up. Do you need input to be perfected? Or do you need to receive the anointings? That God has put in the church and in the body to help you grow up. Yes, you, I do. You do. Amen. We all do. Yes. And to think you don't is to be very presumptuous and, and unteachable. And the result is you will stay undeveloped. You will remain so. And, you know, that, that flippant attitude of, well, I don't need all of this is proof positive of how immature you are and ignorant you are. Uh, my father in the faith, uh, Kenneth Hagin, said this all the time. He said, the more you learn, the less you see you know. That's true with anything. You know, I've been flying for, oh, what, 11 plus years now, I guess, which is not long. And, uh, boy, you know, looking back now, you know, I, I wouldn't hardly ride with myself. I was, when I first started, but I didn't know it. I didn't know what I didn't know. I just thought, man, push the power, let's go. Blast off into the wild blue yonder. And man, year after year, and as I've gone to school and I've got other ratings, you learn what you didn't know. And you thought, oh my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for having mercy on me. And you look back to that situation, you, you didn't have enough sense to realize how close you were to a major problem. <laughs> well, it's not just true in flying, it's true in all kinds of things, isn't it? Well, same thing is true, he's talking about growing up spiritually. The, the problem is what you don't know that you don't know. Hmm? How many, you know, not just this church, but before this or wherever places and ministries and churches that God brought you to and hooked you up with. And you, as you went along, you begin to see, man, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. I thought I knew that, but that ain't right. Hmm? You know, I, I, the, the first 10 years that I was under Brother Hagin's ministry, almost every day I'm going, wow. Wow, really? Man. Is that right? I didn't have a clue. It's all the stuff you didn't know that you didn't know. And people say, well, what you don't know won't hurt you. (laughs) You can be destroyed for what you don't know. Right? No, no, no. There's a whole lot of people, and and they're they're just going down the drain, and there's their life, and they're going, well, I'm doing all I know. Well, a lot of times, honey, that just ain't enough. Doing all you know, but you don't know enough. You don't understand enough. You're thinking wrong. So do the saints need to be perfected? (laughs) Absolutely. 
What does it mean, perfected? What does that word mean? Well, basically, it means to bring to its end, to finish. I think this word is probably one of the best words for our vernacular today, completion. Completion. And, of course, when you're talking about completion, uh, a, a child is born physically. Well, they, they, everything's right. They grow, 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 grow until they reach their full height and their full development physically that they're going to develop. They reach the end of their growth. They reach the completion of their development. Well, spiritually, it's that way too. You're born a spiritual baby when you're born again. And you'll see people has been born again uh, three weeks, and you try to tell them something about how to pray, and they get mad and upset. <laughs> try to tell them something about some spiritual thing. Well, I, I know the Lord. You're a three-week-old. You, you know hardly anything, right? Well, I've been born again three years. Well, what do three-year-olds know? <laughs> Not as much. As if you've been developing and growing for 40 years. Or, and here's the thing that's confusing. Just because, you know, you were born again 40 years ago doesn't mean that you have developed. If you're not fed and you don't exercise spiritually, you can go year after year and not grow at all. And it's confusing when you've got... <clears throat> A 56-year-old body you're looking at, and it's a two-year-old person spiritually. That's confusing to people. They don't understand that. They think, well, they, well they're, they're 70 years old. You know, they, they're mature. No, not necessarily. They can be an infant. What about a 50-year-old that got saved last week? Well, you're a newborn babe. But the Bible said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? That you may what? Is it God's will that we be growing every day of our life? Every week we be growing, 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 developing unto perfection. Now, perfection doesn't mean flawlessness without flaw. No, no. What does it mean? Complete. Complete development. Well, what would you be like if you were completely developed? Keep reading. He said he gave us these gifts for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. What kind of man? Fully developed. Completely developed. We might say mature, spiritually developed. He said, a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What would you look like and sound like when you're fully developed? The master. Right? He is the perfect example of the perfect man. Right? And yet... You've got millions of Christians that act like it's blasphemy to even compare yourself with the Lord. Don't they? I had a fellow one time try to take me to test. He said, well, you're just trying to act just like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. I thought that was the plan. 
But see, people think, they, they think, oh, oh, who, what are you trying to be like? Who are you trying to act like? Jesus is our example. We're supposed to grow up and be just like Him. Is it true? It's true. Hold your place right here and go to Luke 6. Hold your place in Ephesians 4. Go to Luke 6, please. Can you be like Jesus? Can you be much more like Jesus next year than you are right now? Can you? Is it possible? Should you be? If you're not, something's wrong. Right? Take a child. You know, they're, they're 10 year old and they, they look like they're a 3 year old. Something's wrong. That, that's, that's wrong. They're supposed to be developing. They're supposed to be growing. Well, you expect more of a 10 year old than you do a 2 year old. You expect more of a 15 and a 20 year old than you do a 5 year old. Don't you? But see, we, we've got whole church after church after church where the ministry gifts and the leaders expect nothing of the people except maybe if they would come and attend and give. Come, attend, give. And, and we will do the work of the ministry. Impossible. I said impossible. And so you've you got whole, you know, scores and, uh, of, of hundreds of thousands of Christians that would get indignant if you act like they ought to do something besides come and sit in a chair. They're like, what do you want me to do? Well, it's not what I want you to do. What did the Lord tell us to do? Well, I got a family and I got a job. And you'll just be glad that I come to church. <laughs> You're not just coming for me. This shouldn't just be. This shouldn't be between me and you. Are you ministering? You. This is between you and your God, right? right? Yes. Everybody, every man and woman in the body of Christ has a call on their life. Yes. Every man and woman has grace and ability in them to help advance the kingdom of God. Precious few of them are using it or doing anything with it. And one of the reasons why is because they haven't grown up. You take an athlete, professional athlete that has tremendous physical ability. They didn't have that ability when they were two. Are y'all with me? They had to grow up from two to 20, to get that kind of ability. I hope you all are awake with me today now. If not, you can miss some very important things. People who are brilliant in their mind, and they invent things, and, and they're eloquent with their speech, they weren't that way when they were three. What if they had remained three for their whole life? You would have never seen these physical exploits, these records broken. You would have never seen these books written or these things invented. You would have never seen it if they hadn't have grown up. Well, where we're seeing spiritual exploits, 
where we're seeing things received, the work of God done, the kingdom of God advanced, things that, what do we see? Somebody has grown up a little bit. Oh, can you see it now? Somebody has grown up a little bit. And they're beginning to grow into the abilities that God's put in them. They're beginning to show up. They're beginning to function. You have to mature to see the full expression and manifestation of your gifts. That was worth you getting out of bed and coming this morning. Just, just that one thought right there. Well, what if you got the whole body growing up and operating in their full abilities? then you are going to see the, in the work of the ministry done. You're going to see the whole body of Christ built up to completion. And this thing's going to be finished. And Jesus is going to come back and fill us with His glory. Can you say amen? But can you see why the devil is really interested in keeping, uh, keeping Christians babies? Because you'll, you'll, in a babyhood state, you'll never see the potential of those gifts and abilities in them. You won't see it. Now, uh, in, in Luke 6, what, what should we have our faith on that we are growing up to be like? Hmm? Is it possible? Can we think like Him? Act like Him? Talk like Him? Yes, we can. Do you, do you understand most Christians don't believe this? Most Christians do not believe this. They act indignant if you try to act like, well, I'm not Jesus. I'm just, I'm just a human. I'm just a man. And we all, must, we all make mistakes. And I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. And we all sin all the time. And I'm just doing the best I can. No. 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 You were an old sinner. And you got saved by grace. Now you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you're made like unto Him. Now you're a baby. So you're not able to do everything that He's doing when you're first born again. Oh, but if you grow. If you grow... If you grow, then more and more you'll be looking like Jesus and sounding like Jesus and acting like Jesus and doing things like Jesus did. The guys that traveled with Jesus for just three or four years. Remember them? Just three or four years. After he was raised from the dead. They're having miracles in their ministry. They're having signs and wonders. And the local authorities took note of them and said... They've been with Jesus. Why? Because they're acting like Him. They're doing what He did. And that's us. I said, that's us. And take a lanansdi, es divini mangade for numbarats, et faniendi, es ningedich, engala net. And I'm raising up out of this church. People are being trained, have been trained, and are being trained right now, and you'll soon receive assignments to do the work of the ministry. Pay attention. Hear well. 
put into practice. Take advantage of every opportunity for your training is very important and it'll soon be complete. And you don't want to look back and go, I wish I'd paid more attention. I wish I had focused better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many understand we're soldiers in the army of the Lord? Hmm? When you're, a, when you're a soldier, you're not in training forever. You're trained and then what? You're sent. You're sent on an assignment. God is, is giving us and about to give us assignments. He's been training us now for four years. Hmm? And do you see... How so many people think, they they got no concept of this. They're like, well, we go to church. Maybe you'll hear us a good message. Praise the Lord. And have no intention of doing anything with it. Let's just go home and eat and take a nap. No. Jesus is coming soon. The kingdom of God must be advanced. The work of God must be done. Right? And it's not just by preachers. All of us have a call. All of us have a place. But all of us must be trained. All of us must be taught. We must grow up and develop so we're at the place we can operate in these graces and gifts and abilities. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm being trained. trained. What happens after you get trained? Assignments. Assignments. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, the guys in the military, uh, so many times they're thinking, I'm ready, I'm ready, send me, I'm ready. And then you get out there and bullets are whizzing around your head and you go, wow, I wish I could have stayed in training a little bit longer. <laughs> New, number of things that Phyllis and I thought, you know, we're ready for this, we're ready for this. And then it went years before we got into it. But as soon as we got into it, we thought, wow, we wasn't ready. We thought we were ready. And it's been our experience that as soon, as soon as you are ready, God puts you into it. People think they're waiting on Him. And it's not so. How many understand you don't give a five-year-old a grenade launcher and send him into battle? You go, go get him, boy. He's not ready. Well, we have whole churches... Where 95% of the people are two and three and four and five year olds. But in these days, in these days, God has to have more than that. He has to have more than that to get the job done. And in these days, churches are growing up quickly. Churches. Talk about the people in the churches are growing up and they're developing and they're no longer content to just sit and be babies. And have somebody wait on them hand and fit, foot the rest of their life. Amen. Say it out loud, I'm growing, I'm growing up. I'm reaching my potential. I'm reaching my potential. I'll, be I'll be able, enabled, enabled. and able, able. To, do to do my assignment. My assignment. Hallelujah. Uh, it, it would behoove us to do extra and much praying in the Spirit about these things that we're thinking about this morning. 
you know, get, get off by yourself and, and turn the TV off and turn the noise off and get quiet for a whole afternoon just by yourself and pray and, and say, Holy Ghost, help me to pray about my training and about my assignment and about your call on our life. Don't try to glamorize it. Don't try to, uh, you know, God's going to use you to single-handedly win the whole world. No, he's not. No, he's not. And don't tell your children stuff like that. There's, there's so many kids that have got a call on their life, but their parents are messing them up by telling them every day how special they are and how God's going to virtually use them single-handedly to win the, to win the world. One of the biggest enemies that destroys ministries, many of them before they ever start, is pride. Pride. And you can feed that child's pride. Oh, you're special. You know, you're, 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 you're different from everybody else. Not really. No. You got a call on your life. All of us got a call on our life. Did you hear me? God's going to do great things with you. He wants to do great things with all of us. Did you hear me? This kind of stuff can hurt a child. Because one of the biggest hindrances is you believing that you're something in and of yourself. Y'all got too quiet on this one. I've, I've seen it. I have had people bring me, you know, Brother Keith, would you lay hands on my boy? You know, he's been prophesied over all these different things. And he, God, he's going, going to have a ministry greater than the Apostle Paul. And as they go on and talking, I'm looking at the child and feeling sorry for him. I'm thinking, oh, God, you're messing this child up. And the thing is, sometimes it is true. God's hand is on them. But they can be ruined before they ever hit 16. Yes. Think about uh, Jesus' mother. When, uh, who was it? Uh, Annas and Simeon said all these things over Jesus and some other things came out. What did it do? She pondered these things in her heart. Didn't mean she told him every day how special he was and how amazing he was and how God was going to use him or her to single-handedly win the world. Some folks need to hear this. You need to take it to heed, take it to heart now. Right? One of the first things the Lord ever dealt with me, ever dealt with me about, I was reading as a teenager. First time I read the Bible through. And I was reading and I got two uh, Numbers. And it said, now the man, Moses, was meek above all the men on the face of the earth. And when I read that, the Lord spoke to me. I don't mean to heard an audible voice, but inside me, I remember it to this day. He said, Keith, did you notice <clears throat> Moses was the meekest, the most humble man in his generation? I thought, yeah, I see that. He said, do you also realize he was the most used man of me in his generation? And that etched my spirit. And I began a quest from that day forward to learn what pride is and what humility is. Because the, the degree of your humility determines the limitations of your usefulness to God. I said the degree of your humility. Not how much you know, not how much scripture you can quote, not how much you pray. Did you hear me? Not even the call of God on your life, the anointing on your life. You can ruin all that with pride. That's right. 
You do not need people telling you every day how amazing and how wonderful you are and how better you are than other people. It will ruin you if you listen to it and heed it. And then in the first several years into the ministry, in the healing ministry, I began to get hungrier and hungrier for the anointing and healing. And I studied people uh, in, 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 the, in the so-called healing revival, people that were mightily used of God. And I saw person after person, man after man and woman after woman that got off, that died young, that got judged. And as I studied their lives, I realized these people have seen more miracles than, I, than most people have ever seen. They've known more about God. And I begin to realize if they weren't able to keep from getting off... And they, I, I realize they know far more than I have a clue about knowing about God. How am I going to keep from getting off? How am I going to keep from messing up? And I, it began to weigh heavy on my heart. And I remember one day I just came into the speaker's room and fell on the floor. And I'm praying and I'm praying. I said, God, help me with this. Show me this. And this is what he said to me. He said, he said every one of those you brought up to me, he said, I tried to warn them. I tried to teach them. They wouldn't listen. He said, your humility is your protection from deception. If you'll keep your heart right before me and stay humble and stay teachable, even if you get off, I'll get you back on. If you'll listen. If you'll receive. If you'll be taught. If you'll be correctable. And how many understand that is a characteristic of a mature person? A mature one who will, who will be open and who will listen and who will be taught and who will be corrected. But you see a lot of times when people are young and inexperienced, they think they know so much. And they think they know more than their parents. Right? And rebellious and going to do their own thing. And that's when people get destroyed and hurt sometimes in ways that they can't recover fully from. Luke 6. Didn't intend to say all that, but there, there we are. Hmm? Very important. I'm not through. You can also, this will help you to judge prophecy. Prophecies that make much of personalities are wrong. They're fleshly. People prophesying over each other. Oh, you're going to be the greatest thing, and you're going to do more than this one, and more than that one, and nobody's going to be above you, and it's all you, you, how great you are, how big you are. Don't believe it. I said, don't believe it. Don't listen to it. No. Do you see that in the Scripture like that? No. When the Spirit of God manifests, it glorifies Jesus. It doesn't exalt flesh. To be used of God in any capacity, is in and of itself the greatest honor. But this talk about you being bigger than somebody else, better than somebody else, flesh. Flesh, it feeds pride. It's wrong. Don't heed it. Don't listen to it. The Spirit of God, when He manifests, He glorifies Jesus. He magnifies Jesus. Glorifies God. And that's one reason why some so-called prayer meetings, but they're really prophesying meetings, are so popular. 
Because it feeds people's soul and their pride. And really, that's why they dress up and go. It's because they're hoping somebody's going to call me out and tell me how amazing and wonderful I am. And people do it and do it and do it. And it's just a bunch of junk. And they think they're so spiritual. And they're just full of pride. Well, we're having fun this morning now. Tell me what determines the limits of how much you'll be used of God. Your humility. Humility. Humility is reality. You know what's God and what's you. You know the difference. And you know without Him, you're nothing. Without Him, you can do nothing. Right? But thank God you're not without Him. He's in you. But if it's Him in you, do you understand Jesus never took credit personally for one message that He ever taught or spoke? He never personally took credit for one healing or for one miracle or for one deliverance or for one sign and wonder. Jesus never took personal credit for one of them. What did He say? He said, the Father, the Father in me. He's the one who does the works. My doctrine's not my own. I just say what I hear him say. I just do what I see him do. Right? Reality. And nobody is above the master. Now, you might think we've digressed, but when you grow up, how will you be? Just like the master. And you won't be talking about yourself all the time. Everything you know and everything you see and everything you can do and everything you perceive and, and your great call and how much God is using you and you, you, you. It's no wonder so many people are nauseated. <laughs> There's just way, way, way too much you and not enough Him. Luke 6, are you there? <laughs> Luke 6.40, what does it say? The disciple is not above his master, but, but everyone, would that include you and me? Everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. I think a lot of people read this and they see that word perfect and they go, wow, well, nobody's perfect. You ever heard that one? Nobody, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody, well, that ain't true. That's not true. And when they say that, they're thinking about uh, flawless. It's not what the word means. What they're saying, according to the Bible meaning, is nobody is developed. Nobody's developed, and then without saying it, they're implying it, nobody can be. Nobody's developed like Jesus, and nobody ever could be developed like Jesus. And don't you dare say it or think that you can be, because you're just you, and he's Jesus. Well, how about what Jesus said? Jesus said, you're not going to be above me. Hmm? Mo and Sharon and Dave and Kim, 
Bobby and Susie and Keith, you, you're not going to go above me. <laughs> I, I never thought I was. <laughs> How about you? Uh? <laughs> For him to even say that should enlighten us. Hmm? For Jesus to look at you and go, well, now you're not going to develop beyond me. For him to look at you and go, you're not going to develop beyond me. We should go, okay. But if you'll stay with it and be completely developed, you'll be like me. You'll be like me. Glory to God. You mean we, we would have a prayer life, a fellowship and communion on this earth with the Father like Jesus had? You, you mean we'd walk in faith and dominion over the elements and the devil and, and demons and disease like Jesus did? You mean we'd have wisdom and light and know what to do in every situation? And minister love and compassion and flow in the Spirit like Him? Yes! Yes! It is the call of God to your Spirit. Do you hear it? Do you feel it? That's what Paul's talking about. He said, forgetting everything is behind. I'm, forget all that. I am reaching toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What, what is the bullseye? What is the mark? What, what is the mark of perfection? It's being just like Jesus. Just like Him. Just like Him. And do not look at it like some un, impossible, unavailable pie in the sky. No, it's within your and my reach. It's what we were destined to be. We're called to be. The Bible said, 1 John 2, 6, He that says he lives or abides in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. If you say you're in Jesus, you ought to walk like him. Even as, just like him. Well, I, I didn't walk just like Jesus today. Well, repent and forget those things that are behind and reach toward the mark and be thankful that you got more time and more opportunity to develop and to keep growing and to keep reaching. But don't make excuses for not being like Jesus. Don't make excuses for it. Because now, now here's, here's a sobering thought. He is the standard by which we will be judged. We're, I'm not going to be judged by you. Or by what you are or have done. You're not going to be held beside me. As to whether you did good or bad. We're not going to be judged by each other's thoughts or standards. We are going to be judged by Him. I'm not talking about you sitting in front of Jesus and Him judging. I'm talking about you being held beside Him as to how well you did in this life. He is the standard. And God is fair. We wouldn't be judged by that standard if we were incapable of reaching it. Oh, do you see this? Now, that's a whole other teaching. I'm not going to get into that. Study your scripture. Study it. Don't take my word for it. But don't be, don't be depressed about it. Be excited that you can be like him 
But don't waste another 20, 20 years of your life just warming the seat and doing nothing. Begin believing today. And saying out loud, I'm growing up. I'm growing up. I think like Jesus. I believe like Jesus. I talk like Jesus. I react like Jesus. I pray like Jesus. I'm growing up. I'm growing up. And if you don't look and act just like Him today, well, you can grow some more tomorrow. Right? And grow some more the next day. See, the the call, when Jesus is talking to them about the Father, and they said, Lord, show us the Father, and we'll be satisfied. What did He say to them? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, that doesn't mean He is the Father. No, many other scriptures show that. But what does that mean? He is the express image and likeness of the Father. Everything you heard Him say, that's what the Father says. Everything you saw Him do, that's what the Father does. What's our call? Exact same thing. We want to see Jesus. Show us Jesus. And it should be if you've seen you. Oh, come on. If they've seen you, if they've seen me, they know something about Him. Glory to God. And we are the light. Aren't we? We are the light. And it is our witness. People being around us and seeing us ought to make them want to come to church. Ought to make them want to come and find out about the life we live. Ought to make them want to come get in the Bible. Ought to make them want to come find more about Jesus. Because they saw something about Him in us. And when they saw it, they loved it. They thought, oh man. And if they don't know anything, they may think, you're great. You're great. And your life is great. You're great. You think, you think I'm great? You ought to meet my master. Anything you like about me is from him. But there ought to be something they see in you of him. And the more we mature, the more we develop, the more it'll be that way. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not at point one. (laughs) What are we going to (laughs) do? The Lord took us a different direction this morning. And that's just good. And that's just fine. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. Let's just lift our hands and pray a little bit in the Spirit right now. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We adore you. How wonderful you are to us. Thank you for growing us up quickly, strongly, and solidly. Thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. Oh, everybody stand up. Stand up and just pray and praise Give thanks to God in a new tongue. Give thanks with your understanding. Oh, hotia las non pelenglave na neang doch non tio belachati. Evle man devon uncom parem brig jingdoing nang taeng kemang sati. Evle mindio non mundo vo badesusoto vela kreshti. Ovelembrande, come on, praise him. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we extol you. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, we worship 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 you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. How I love my Jesus. Because He first You're my hero, Jesus.
Would you be seated for just a minute more? Everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. Father, we just pray before this service ends, Lord, if there be any person here that has never made you Lord of their life, that has never received Jesus, that has never made that commitment for you, Lord, we just pray today that you would draw them by your Spirit, draw them mightily by your Spirit, help them to know that they're not okay, that if they, if they left here today, they wouldn't go to be with you. They would not know you. Lord, we also pray for all, all those who maybe knew you, but somehow or another got off track, got off, got off somewhere where they ought not be. Lord, draw them back. Lord, show them that they're not right with you right now. Show them that it can be, they can be right, it can be better than it's ever been. If they come back to you today, draw them by your Spirit also. In Jesus' name. Friend, if I was praying for you and you'd say, Brother Dave, uh, that, that was me, and I'd like you to pray for me, then... If you have never known Jesus Christ as Lord, and, I'm, and I was praying for you, raise your hand. Just let us know by raising your hand. If you want to be prayed for today, if you want to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life today, and you've never made that commitment, or maybe you'd say, yes, thank you, thank you. Or maybe you'd say, I'm, I'm that person that lived for, was living for God, but I got off track. I, I missed it somewhere, and I've been away, and, and I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to come back today. I'm ready to, to recommit to the things that God's got for my life. Maybe that's you. Could you show us by raising your hand if you'd like us to pray with you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. One more thing. Maybe you uh, have been saved and born again, living for God, but you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. You've never made that commitment you've never come that far with your commitment to god and you and you and you've heard others do it and you would like that in your life today and if you would if you would like to be filled with the holy ghost would you like us to pray with you to be filled with the holy ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues we'd like to pray with you today if you could signify by raising your hand hallelujah thank you lord thank you thank you Everybody ought to have that. If you are saved and born again, you are a candidate to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, or you've been away and you, and you want to come back, or you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost today, and you raised your hand, I'd like you to go a step further and, and stand up where you're sitting. Just stand up and, and so we can see everybody that raised your hand. If you'd stand up, that uh, if you wanted to be saved, recommitted, re or fill with the Holy Ghost if you want to be today. You can be. If you raised your hand, stand up. And then I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat and come down to the front so we can pray with you. Hallelujah. Anybody that raised their hand. If you raised your hand for any or all of these, then you, you should be standing up right now and on your way down. Hallelujah. If you're standing up, come on, come on down to the front. Meet me down here. We want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. If you need help down to the front, we can help you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Were there others? All right. Well, we're going to pray today. Thank you, Lord. Okay.
We're going to pray. Everybody stand up and let's pray this prayer together. Reaffirm our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray this with me. Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross. I believe that he rose again. That he paid the full price for all my sins. And he's soon to come again. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. I confess you today. And as you help me, I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you prayed that prayer, and if you prayed this today, then um, we believe you're born again. And if you didn't come forward, and want to, then there's going to be people standing here also. But um, also, if you wanted to be filled with the Holy Ghost, then I want, what I'd like you to do is go with these people, the Pearsons, and they're going to help you. They're going to explain that further. And if anybody that else that raised their hand is still wanted to go back and be filled with the Holy Ghost, and that's what they're going to be doing. So, um, hallelujah. It's been a good day. God's growing us up. Let's pray. Let's pray for her as she leaves. Father, we do thank you for this one that's come forward today. Lord, we pray that you would help her today as she receives from you, Lord, help her make it easy to yield by faith, to receive all that you have for her, that she'd not leave this place without receiving everything you have, and that she'd never be the same again. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good. God's growing us up, teaching us a whole bunch. Amen. Amen. Wednesday night, we're going to have prayer. If you all can be here, it's going to be good. Amen. Services next weekend. You guys going to sing for us? As they're singing, we're dismissed.